Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. On today's podcast, I'm going to do something a little different. I don't normally do interviews, but I happened to meet this young lady at the Pro Football Hall of Fame Roundtable Luncheon last Sunday, and we struck up a conversation, and I asked her if she would like to join the show as a special guest and she graciously accepted. Her name is Brooke Marotta. Did I pronounce that right? Marotta? It is. Yes. And the name of her show is Write It Down. So welcome to the show, Brooke. Thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be here. I'm glad that we got to meet and just share our love of sports, and I'm looking forward to this episode. All right. So to start things off, uh, tell us a little about your show. My show. So my show is named Write It Down um, because when you write things down, you remember where you've been in life and the doors that God has opened for you. Oftentimes it's easy to forget or get discouraged when you're pursuing something. Um, But when you write certain things down, you're able to look back in journal entries or notes that you've left behind or maybe notes that other people have left behind for you to encourage you. So it serves as a pillar um, to be able to look back to when you're feeling a little down. But there's a double entendre. Um, Each guest gives the audience something to write down. So it helps my guests kind of prepare a little bit before each show to kind of be thinking about, wait, what would I tell people to write down? I also um, am enjoying this show because um, it's not just for athletes. It could be politicians. It could be authors. It could be pastors. It could be business owners. Anybody can have a write it down. So while it took on a sport nature in the beginning, um, which I'm thankful for, and I'm very like, it's one of my favorite things. um, I also like that anybody can have a write it down. So that's why my show's named Write It Down. All right. Terrific. So I did see two of the interviews you did. You did a one with uh, Tim Tebow's mother. Mm-hmm. And I saw another one with uh, former quarterback for the Buffalo Bills, Jim Kelly. Yes, I love both of them. Yeah, um, it's been a wild journey. Um, so I got connected with the Tebow family when I went to the University of Florida. Go Gators. Um, I was serving at this event. Uh, it's called Crew at UF, which is stands for Campus Crusade for Christ. And I was volunteering there, and I met um, I met two couples. One couple ended up being more of a mentor, and the other couple was Bob and Pam Tebow. And so I just got connected with them long before I started my podcast, and I just really love Bob and Pam Tebow, and um, we've just connected over the years. And so I had um, Bobby on the show, and then I had Pam on the show. Um, Bobby came on the show before I was doing video on YouTube, so his interview is only on Apple, Spotify, or Google, but they're a wonderful family. And then Jim Kelly, um, I've had a relationship with the Pro Football Hall of Fame, um, over the last few years. And so they sent him over 
and he was wonderful. So yeah, thank you for listening to those. Those are, those are fun ones. They are very, very inspiring mm-hmm. people. And I'm honored that they came on the show. Yeah, they were very, very good interviews. Very interesting. Yes, thank you. So um, we spoke a little about how you became a sports fan mm-hmm. uh, when we were at the roundtable luncheon. And you said you come from a sports family. So I wanted to ask you, did you play a lot of sports as, as a youth? And if so, are you still involved in sports? Yes. So I grew up, my, my sister and I were the only two kids. Um, my dad basically raised, we joke, raised me, my sister and my mom on the Miami Dolphins. So we've been indoctrinated since the youth to, um, have an allegiance to the Dolphins, despite, um, my entire lifetime, they have not been great, but we are not bandwagon fans. We love them and we support them. Um, and then when we were younger, we were both placed in soccer And, um, I grew to love it. My sister did not. So she went on to play basketball and she played basketball in college. Um, and then I just continued on with soccer. I had a basketball stint in middle school. I played AAU basketball, um, wasn't the greatest, but had such great memories, um, with my friends, but, um, I went back to soccer. Um, I played high school volleyball. Um, it was cool because, um, Disney at the wide or the, ESPN Wide World of Sports there. Um, I got to play all three sports there. I got to play soccer tournaments there. I got to play two basketball tournaments there, which actually played Dan Marino's daughter, which was funny. My dad's like, Dan Marino's in the crowd, and his daughter was against me in AAU basketball. And then um, thirdly, I got to play volleyball there as well. Um, Soccer was definitely more my niche. I had a skill for it. Um, I had a hustle for it. Um, volleyball. I mean, all my friends were playing in high school and I went to a small private school, so I don't think there was a ton to choose from, but with an athletic background, I could, I definitely could hang more in volleyball than I could basketball. Basketball was like, I joke that I'm good and I always like try and act cocky, but you put me out there and it's like, eh, my defense is good because I'm scrappy. But then when it comes to any sort of skill, basketball is not for me. Um, and so soccer, though, became just my heart and soul. I played it probably about 15 or so years. I played for state cup travel teams all my – so I would go from school to after after school practice from like 3.30 to 5.30. And then I would go from about, I guess, 7 to 8.30 or 9, three times a week playing club. So I was always, always on the soccer field. Um, And then when I graduated, I didn't go play in school. I stayed home and did a a year at like the community college. And then I transferred to UF for three years. I definitely wasn't fast enough to play at UF. I think if I would have just continued like my skill work, I probably could have kept playing. But I just didn't. I, I kind of more fell in love with what I was doing in school and hopefully interviewing one day. Um, but I do play pickup here and there. And I just ran my first marathon last year, the Chicago marathon. And I love anything like athletic, like I work out every day. I, I like to push my body to, to new limits. I think that's just ingrained in me, you know, playing sports, but definitely, um, still have soccer cleats, um, accessible for any pickup games, but 
yeah, it's definitely something. If I would have been able to, I would have played in the NFL as if I was a dude. Like I, I literally like I love contact sports. I joke that I don't do well with baseball or tennis or golf because you have to have something in your hand between you and the ball. Whereas right. soccer or basketball or even volleyball and football, it's you and the ball and your team. You don't have to have an apparatus. Like I'm not good at those sports. So right. yeah, it's definitely been in my blood. Ah, oh, that's interesting. It sounds a little similar to my wife because she she was always into sports, uh, playing sports, and uh, she played uh, softball, and she always played football, like you mentioned. She was always playing football with all the boys in the neighborhood. Yep. And she she wanted to play tackle football, but yeah, her mother, her mother wouldn't let her uh, join the team. They won't. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's like they're, I mean, it is true. Like I'll, I just went to the Miami Dolphins training camp last week and I'm like, if I was ever hit that hard with pads on, I'd probably die because you know, my frame is smaller and I mean, I have it, the tenacity on the inside right. of me, but obviously I don't have, I don't have the actual, you know, physicality right. for it, but no, I'm with, I'm with her, with your wife on that, where I played powder puff, I played flag, Anytime we, we got to play, I definitely can't throw. So I'm not a quarterback. I'm a wide receiver through and through. And then on defense, I was a linebacker. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I definitely have an affinity for the sport. So the, the marathon, this was like 26, 26 mile? or 26.2, yes. Um, so I kind of went through a weird um, just transition season and like a mental health you know, weird season a couple of years ago. And then my friend was like, Hey, I'm running the Chicago marathon, which I had done halves before. And I was supposed to run a full like three years ago, but I got in a car accident that messed up my back and it just kind of set me back a little bit. And I kind of yeah. fell into this like hole of like, wow, I'm not being able to do the things I love. I can't run. I can't, you know, lift weights because of this injury. And so then wasn't the greatest time in my life. And then fast forward to last year, my friend was like, I'm running Chicago marathon. And so I joined the team uh, for American foundation of suicide prevention. And I raised money with this team. And then we raised our, or sorry, we ran the Chicago marathon to raise support for the suicide prevention. So that was last October. So we're coming up on a year on that. It was definitely one of the hardest things I've done. I don't know how people do this every weekend. People run marathons and ultras. I, The only thing I had going for me was the grit and endurance from soccer, but I'm not built like a runner. I'm built more like a linebacker. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it was definitely really hard mentally. Obviously it was hard physically. I barely could walk the next day. Like I, I think I slept for like 13 hours afterwards because it's just a, it's so hard on your joints and your body. And if yeah. you're not used to doing that, yeah, it's, it's it definitely tests you. So well, I, I could imagine I, I wouldn't yeah. even attempt. <laughs> I, I think the furthest I ever ran I was never real big on running, but I think yeah. maybe, you know, I would run the two mile, two mile run to, and they would time you. And like in gym class, they would time you to see your, how fast you could go two miles. But right. That was yeah. a good hit for me for running. Right. So, so other than, uh, so as far as watching sports, it was mainly because your father was a big uh, Miami Dolphin fan. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I we watched the NBA some growing up, um, and then it just kind of I just. I feel like I watched – well, here's really the background. So my dad um, did business uh, with the Amway um, Center in Orlando and had a relationship with the Orlando Magic. So we would go to like Orlando Magic games and, you know, that was like Dwight Howard days. Right. Um, and so we definitely like watched it. My sister played and played in college. So um, – and then as I got older, I would go obviously to Gator basketball games. One of my best friends um, at UF played for the women's basketball team for the Gators. Um, and she and I have just continued being friends. So I've been around basketball a lot too. Um, I just think like with the NFL, it was, it's just, again, like Thanksgiving, there's games on, like I would watch um, one of my favorite um announcers is or yeah um analysts i should say is rich eisen um and i just appreciate the business aspect of it too um we never really got into like fantasy football or anything like that um because you're also when you're in fantasy football you're rooting for somebody that's on a different team and it was just ride or die dolphins like at Christmas, we had a normal Christmas tree, but then in like the dining room, we had a smaller turquoise tree with all the Miami Dolphin ornaments that my dad's collected over the years. So it definitely was a, and then even for my soccer tournaments, like on Sundays when we would have games, my dad would like go home so that he could watch the Dolphins with the radio and have it queued up. And I would ride home with my mom or somebody else if we made it to the championship because it was just so much. And some people might be like, wow, okay, what a dad or what. But it's just also something that like we loved so much. And it's and it was less about, I think, the the fangirling of players and like the, like the um, idolization of players and them being whatever. It's more or less like – this is like the best of the best and you're watching and same in the NBA, but when you're watching professional sports and and I even think of like the world cup and these, these women, it's like you are watching like elite athletes and they have to show up every single day and they have to show up every single game and give their all or else you lose. So it was definitely something that like we, just love doing. And of course, like sports brings people together. Um, and so it's like a fun thing to, but I will say, um, my dad, we had a rule in the house that, um, we couldn't have friends spend the night on Saturday nights when it's football season because my dad like was like, no, it's just us. Like I didn't have to be there. Like I could have stayed the night at their house. Like it wasn't like a, a to do for us, but He's like, I don't want to be explaining football like all day. I don't want to hear you girls, you know, laughing. Like he was just like, and we joke about it, but like that's now how my sister and I are. Like, right. you know, and my brother-in-law, we're like, listen, when you marry into this family, it's and he's a Ravens fan, it's ride or die dolphins. Yeah. And at Christmas time, we were up in North Carolina, so went to the Carolina Panthers game. Um it was like Christmas weekend or whatever. And, but was just something we do as a family, like even though it wasn't the dolphins, but yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's just there. You probably know what I'm, yeah, I'm feeling. Yeah. You know, you talk about in your, your podcast in the seventies, like the glory days of sports, yeah. there's something about it. There's something nostalgic about it. So it's definitely our family. 
Absolutely. Well, I can really relate because our, our family was much the same way, you know. We became yeah. me and my brother became Dallas Cowboys fans, and uh, when sorry Cowboys when the <laughs> Cowboys were on TV. Well, this was in the seventies. Yeah, Tom Landry was the coach, and Roger Stormont. When the Cowboys were on TV, that was serious business. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's them. a holiday every yeah. Sunday. Yeah. And yeah. My mother wasn't. Until the cowboy, my mother, you know, didn't really grow up with sports and she wasn't really a sports fan. But once we, you know, me and my brother started watching the cowboys, then my father started rooting. He was really a, a Giants fan from the Sam Huff days, my father. But really? Then, yeah. But then he started rooting for the cowboys because of me and my brother. And then my mother got into the act and she started cheering for the cowboys. She was a big uh, Roger Staubach fan. Yeah. Well, and you, I don't know if you've seen it before, but uh, Robert Kraft took some guys to Israel and Roger was on that trip. It's a really cool, I think it used, was like on NBC. You could probably get it on, you know, a streaming service or something like that. But I wasn't alive in those days. I was born in the 90s. So it's it's different, but I know what you mean. It's that like sentiment. It's definitely something that's, passed down and I feel like something to be protected and cultivated and not in a sense of, you know, cultish, like, you know, but definitely something that has added value to whether you've played it or you watch it and it's something you do with your family. Again, it it brings people together and it also teaches you the importance of team. You know, each loss and win and loss that you see, you know, in professional sports or even in your own personal life playing sports, like it's not always your fault. And it's also not always somebody else's. It's a team. So it, it also helps you with work. It helps you with, you know, relationships, just viewing life that way. So I definitely find value in being raised in a family like that. Yeah, absolutely. I can relate to that. Yeah. So, um, have you had, uh, have you had an, any opportunities to interview former Miami Dolphin players? Actually, I have not, which is, which is very funny because I've, I think, and I'd have to go back and count. So I'm about to be on my, or about to record and release my hundredth episode for my podcast. And I'm pretty sure I'm right around the 20 mark of having pro football hall of famers on there. Um, and I'm yet to have a Miami Dolphins player. I'm trying to think back if there's anyone that like played for like a year or something, but I don't even, I've had, uh, Ray Lewis from Miami, but not the Dolphins. Yeah. Obviously he didn't play for them. He played for my brother-in-law's team. Um, but no, that would be definitely like a lot of fun. I think, um, it's, I think it's been good that I haven't because I think there's like, I could go off on a whole entire tangent about the Miami Dolphins, which isn't a bad thing, but the Miami Dolphins franchise and probably steer away from the heartbeat of my show. But no, I definitely would love to one day. I would love honestly to get Zach Thomas on. I think he would be a great interview and it was really cool seeing him this weekend. Um, get inducted and I do think Dan Marino would be cool. I know Jim Kelly and Dan are tight. Um, and it would be cool to kind of be like, Hey, like, you know, my dad loved you. Everybody loves you, but, and I played your daughter in basketball. Um, so I think that would be like a really fun interview. Right. 
Well, yeah. uh, Zach Thomas, I was I was uh, pretty impressed with because I didn't really uh, I wasn't watching football nearly as much during the time that he played, but I observed how he was with the fans at the Hall of Fame. Yeah, he was very uh, fan friendly. He was. Yes, he was, and very humble. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's he's a good old boy. He definitely, uh, you know, has a lot of like the character traits and what you what you want to preserve as excellence in the Pro Football Hall of Fame or even in the league or coaching jobs or whatever he's up to. Like he's definitely got the character, and that's the cool part too, right? And you've been around, I'm sure. Sports are famous sport athletes or famous yes. people or whatever. And like the most disappointing thing is when you meet somebody and their character isn't good right. or they don't treat people a certain way. Cause you're like, Hey, the only difference between you and I is your notoriety and your money. Yeah. But you know, treating somebody like they put the pants on the same way you do right. is something that's like super valuable. So when you see someone like Zach Thomas, you know, who's, at the highlight of his career being inducted in the pro football hall of fame. And he's still being humble and friendly and, yes. and kind. Yeah. It, it speaks volumes for sure. Yes. Uh, he, I, I saw him uh, signing autographs for the kids and uh, he was the only one. I, and it was hot. You know, he was out there in the hot sun. And yeah, it was very hot. I was and, like, I'm from Florida and it's hot here, but that was, that was whack heat. Yeah. Like I was brought, I was sunburned. I was tired. I, I got home and I was like, or at to the hotel and I slept like I was so, I'm like, I think I was sun poisoning. It was so hot outside. So it was cool that he's out there in his jacket in the warmth signing, you know, and being present with people. Yeah. So it was very impressive. For sure. Yeah. Okay. So um, what would you say are some of your favorite memories of watching sports as a child? Like, were there any particular games you remember watching or any particular players that yes, like your favorite? Yeah, I remember. So I have two stories. Obviously, they're both Miami Dolphin related, but I think it was in like 2010 we went to training camp um, and Ricky Williams and Ronnie Brown were playing for the Miami Dolphins and Devon Bess. And those three I really, really liked. Um, and I was, I guess at this point I was in high school. Um, and, um, my sister went, my mom and dad and I all went and it started to rain. And so they were still practicing at, um, Nova Southeastern during their training camp. Now they have a facility next to the hard rock, um, the Baptist health training complex, but they were playing at Nova and, um, it started raining and, we went to our car and my dad saw that he lost the key to the car and we're three hours from Miami. So we're like, Oh my goodness, whatever. So we're walking around. I can't remember exactly how it all like transpired, but we ended up meeting one of the security, like security personnel of the Miami dolphins. Right. And we're like, Hey, like we traveled all this way. Like we can't find the key to our car. He's no longer there anymore. His name's Mike. And we just befriended him. And nobody was allowed in the bubble to watch, like, spectators, I should say, like, fans. And he was like, oh, my goodness. Like, come in the bubble. Come watch the rest of practice. You know, we'll figure it out. 
So he brought my family and I into the bubble. And again, I'm like, this is great. Like I'm getting to watch Ricky and Ronnie and Devon up close. And I'm trying to remember some of the other players that might, might have, Oh, I think our, the quarterback at the time was Chad Pennington. Uh And um, so it was like really cool. And then we went over kind of to like the VIP section. I think we got food. Like he just gave us the whole thing, like introduced us to our favorite players. So we have pictures with Ricky and Ronnie and Devon. And my dad has a picture with Chad Pennington. And it was like, wow, this is like really, it was like a core memory, you know, looking back of like, wow, this is really unique. And then this guy ended up taking us to the airport to get a rental car to go home. And he just went above and beyond for us. And he didn't have to do that. I mean, he's security for for the Dolphins. Like he was, you know, he did everything for them and with them. And so for him to, you know, really take us under his wing that day and make our experience that much greater, even, you know, with the weather. So that was a really cool experience. And then um, I remember a specific game. And it's now been coined as the Miami Miracle. Um, It was, I can't remember the year, maybe 2016, 2017. I was on my way back. I was watching um, most of the, it was the Dolphins versus Patriots game. Uh And I was watching most of it with my parents. And I had to leave to get on the road to get to UF, which is like a three-hour drive from my house. And I was like, I'm going to miss the rest of the game. So I found it on the AM radio and I'm in the car listening to it. And I obviously do better watching it because I can see what's going on. But I've also listened to sports radio since I can remember it was Mike and Mike in the morning on the way to school every day. Um, and I, they like basically in the last like few seconds, the Dolphins scored a touchdown and they called it a Miami miracle. And I just started like crying <laughs> and then called my parents and I'm like, this is crazy. And they're like, are you listening to this on the radio? I'm like, I am. And like, we all like, bonded even though we weren't together like it was like again my dad's like I can't believe you listened to it on the radio I'm like I'm not gonna miss the ending to this game it's a division game I hate the Patriots like with everything in my being and so it was a really cool cool game because we play them twice a year and it was just we couldn't still at that time I think I think it was Brady. Yeah. Brady was still there. So it was just one of those moments where you're like in your face, you know? So I definitely had some, some cool, cool memories and things that I won't forget when it comes to being a sport fan, specifically a Miami Dolphins fan. Oh, that's a great story. Great story. Yeah. So it was kind of a blessing in disguise about the lost game. Yeah, it was because I think that also looking back, it kicked off in my life personally um, just being in spaces where you never know what's going to happen. Right. And I think that helped like shape the way I thought that was like, not everything that doesn't work out the way we want it to is a bad thing. That's- and there can be really good things that come from perceivingly disappointments because it could turn into a really cool blessing. Right. That's so very true. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, one other question, uh, uh, what was this your first time at the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Yeah, it was. Um, obviously, watched it all, you know, throughout the years. Um, and I was coming back from San Diego uh, for a celebrity event, and I was with my mom, and I was like, "Oh, I should see about you know the Pro Football Hall of Fame, you know, connect with 
my connection and see what it's about. And she's like, yeah, you got to come. We can, you know, we can um, accommodate you. And she printed me out a pass with my name, my podcast. And again, it was cool because I've been friends with Marcus Allen for four years or so. And so seeing him um, at the event, he was, he came over and spoke to me and introduced me to more guys in the hall. And I got to like see like Derek Brooks and, you know, Andre Reed and some of the guys that have been on my show. So it was nice to like see them in person, uh, some for the first time, some the second or third time I've seen them. So yeah, it definitely was cool because it felt like personal where it's like, oh, I, you know, I've had, I just had Jim Kelly on the show and he was there, you know, so that was really special. But yeah, that was my first time being there in person. And I, I look forward to hopefully coming back. Yeah, that was a great experience for you. It really was. So uh, one one final question before I let you go. Who, who were um, some of the people that you haven't interviewed yet that you would like to interview? Oh, that's a good question. Um, so when it comes to sports, I would love to interview Peyton Manning um, and Tony Dungy. I also would like to interview one day Charles Barkley. I think that would be a really fun interview. Um, And then when it comes more to like pop culture, which I'd love to dive into that too and and have open doors in that, um, there's a recording artist that I really like named Post Malone. I've listened to a few of his things or if you listen to his lyrics, he, I don't know, he definitely has a lot of, he's introspective and I think it's interesting. He has this um, album and one of the songs on there is called Hollywood's bleeding. It's a really short song. He talks about how Hollywood's bleeding, but they all call it home. And it's an interesting take because it's true. Like Hollywood is very fast paced and fake at times and like leads you astray but yet people still like go back and try and call it home and, and find safety in something. So it's like a false bottom. Right. So I would love to interview. I feel like he would have a lot of insight on that. Um, and I would love to interview Kevin Hart because he's so funny. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I've, but yeah, I've seen a few of his movies and he, you're right. He's yeah. Funny, very funny. He, he's very quick witted. Yeah. So I feel like he'd be a really good time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, it was great to have you on the show. Uh, I liked uh, all your stories. You shared a lot of good stories. And uh, thank you. It's it's been an honor and a privilege to be on the show. I'm excited to listen to more episodes that you have released, and I'm glad that I met you. And um, yeah, I hope you have much success with this. It's such a fun thing to be nostalgic about sports and how it brings everybody together. So I appreciate what you're doing and I'm thankful to have been on your show. Oh, well, it was great to have you. It was great to have you. And I hope you continue a success with your show. It's, it's Thank fun. you. It's a lot of fun. So the, fun. The podcast and take care. God bless. Hey there, sports history fan. This is Arnie Chapman a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. 
Hello, football friends. This is Darren Hayes of the Pigskin Dispatch Podcast, and I'd like to invite you to the portal of positive football history, Pigskin Dispatch and pigskindispatch.com. We talk about everything that centers around the game of American football, expert discussions, the origins of the games, the great players, teams, and coaches, and more, and some great guests and insights from experts. We have new episodes three to four times a week, and you can find us on sportshistorynetwork.com, pigskindispatch.com, or your favorite podcast provider. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.